reached out to me a couple weeks ago. Honestly, the word came into my, my heart as far as like the good shepherd. And then when I found out that it's going to be Pastor Appreciation Day, on top of that, I'm like, all right, Lord, that's more confirmation. Then last week, as yeah, Pastor Rowe was up here praying last week before service, he uh, was praying up here about the, uh, the shepherd leaving the 99 going after the one. So I'm like, man, another confirmation. I'm like, all right, Lord, I'll, I'll stick with it. But to be honest, man, the flesh was fighting me these last two weeks. You know, I tried putting the, uh, the words down to paper and couldn't do it. I don't know why. It's like, Lord, what's going on? Like, you know, I've, I've heard you. I've seen the confirmation, but I couldn't put the, the words down to paper. So the flesh was fighting me. And so that tells me most likely 100% in my spirit that this is a word the Lord wants you guys to hear. Because the enemy was fighting me, saying, trying to discourage me yesterday morning. You know, I slept in, and Christine's like, you just look wore out. You know, are you feeling okay? And instantly the flesh like, hey, Greg, get a hold of Pastor Rowe. Tell him you can't make it. So already the enemy was already working on me. So I know the word is going to be impactful for you as well as for me. So I'm just going to open up in prayer first, and then we'll just jump right into the word. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, just for this privilege, Lord Jesus, just to come before the congregation, Lord Jesus, and minister your word, Lord Jesus. So, Lord, I pray, Lord, that hearts are open to receive this word, Father God, because I know this word is going to minister to me, so I know it will minister to your, your people, Lord. So I pray, Father God, that we would just open our minds, open our hearts to receive it, Lord Jesus, and your word speak through me, Lord Jesus. Let my flesh die, and as I pick up the cross and preach your word, Lord Jesus, let it come forth, Lord, in your name we pray. Amen. All right, so, you know, so, you know, my message is simple. It's just talking about the good shepherd, um, but I'm going to twist it a little bit. It's not, you know, every time I heard about the good shepherd, it was always interpreted as far as the pastor being the shepherd and stuff, but as Pastor Minister Blaine mentioned last week, you know, we got to know who our Christ is, so I have kind of did a little bit deeper, like, all right, what's, you know, Jesus was referenced as the good shepherd so what is the good shepherd and what was his roles and responsibilities? And then I'm going to twist it even further and how it can impact us as parents, as grandparents, aunts, uncles, how we are the shepherds of our own home and stuff. So I'm going to just open up uh, with John 10 and just read the uh, verses 1 through 18, talking about Jesus, the good shepherd. So John 10, verses 1 through 18. And I'll be reading out of the King James this morning. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the shepherdfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear the voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice." And a stranger will try, not follow, but will flee from them, for they know not the voice of the stranger. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were. They understand not what things they were which he spoke unto them. And then Jesus said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. And that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter, he shall be saved and shall go into his house, shall go in and out and find pasture. 
The thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. I come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the, the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd that giveth life for, for a sheep. But he that is a hurling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep or not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth, and the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catches them and scattereth the sheep. The hurling fleeth because he is, not, is a hurling. He careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And the other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring in, and they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doeth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Amen. All right. Thank you. So like I said, I mean, I was like, I've always heard about the shepherd as far as the pastor and the church and everything, but I've never really looked into it. So I started looking into, okay, what is a shepherd and what is his responsibilities? And as I used the famous Google you know, I found that, you know, the shepherd attendeth the flock, the shepherd cares for the flock. So as if one gets out, he hears, hears the sheep cry. So the, the shepherd goes to the sheep, picks them up because he wandered off, picks them up, either puts them on his shoulder or cradles them in his arm close to his heart. And that's what our Heavenly Father does. When we wander off as children, we get out of our pen, our boundaries, and but we cry back out to the Lord. He cometh and picks us up and holds us to his heart. He doesn't beat us. He doesn't, you know, make us feel bad. He just, all right, come on. I'm taking you back to the, the flock. Um, so there's uh, eight qualities of a shepherd or as, you know, I want to re- reference to as a parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, etc. that we can learn from the, the good shepherd in these verses. So the first one is boundaries. Every relationship is defined and preserved by boundaries. Stepping over those boundaries damages or destroys the relationship. So that's why the shepherd, he puts us in a pen because he wants to keep the boundary. You know, protect us from going out, but protect things from coming in. So that's Jesus. He protects us. He gives us boundaries. That's our convictions. You know, he... The Holy Spirit gives us conviction, so we have those boundaries and try not to overstep. But as a, and I'm going to use the word quite a bit, true. Because anyone can be a mother, a father, grandparent. But as a true parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, we will establish and maintain boundaries for our children. And I know sometimes our children don't like it. I know my my twins are 17 now, and they're constantly trying to push those boundaries out further and stuff. So, you know, I got to remind them, like, no, I'm your protector. You know, I'm, I'm your father. I got to protect you. I can't just let you go wander wherever. But they'll, they'll try to push it. But so the second one is example. So we can learn that boundaries. Second one, example. The shepherd goes ahead of the sheep and his sheep follow him. So, again, Jesus goes out 
and leads the example, and we follow after Jesus. So we as parents, true parents, true grandparents, we have to lead by example. You know, I've seen when I was Googling, um, you know, the phrase that came up, you know, it's, it's not do as, I, do as I say, not as I do, but it's truly do as I do and as, and as I say, because I want to lead by example. So we got to lead. All right, the third one I want to bring up is, you know, as a shepherd, he's trustworthy. You know, you know sheep follow the good shepherd because they know his voice. That's coming out of verse 4. This is learned over time. And we ourselves, we got to learn the voice of our Heavenly Father. It takes time. we got to seek Him at the altar. we got to seek Him in our private places to hear the voice. It's a still, quiet voice, but it comes as a strong voice. So I don't know how many times, these last couple of years when i really gotten drawn closer to God and got under some good uh, shepherds of the church, you know, just... I've seen Pastor Rowe and even Minister Blaine all the time just all of a sudden just stop, thank you, Holy Spirit, and they just keep, go on with what they felt the Holy Spirit say. They know the voice of the, the Heavenly Father. So we have to know that voice of the Heavenly Father. And as a true parent, grandparent, we need to cultivate a deep sense of trust within our children. This is the quality in which one voice invokes the character and care of a, a, of a shepherd as a parent. So we got to cultivate a deep sense of trust. Our children, our grandchildren, they have to trust us. Again, so that goes back, you know, the previous examples by us leading by example. You know, you say not to do that and you're not doing it. Okay, I trust you. All right, so the fourth one I want to bring up is provision. You know, a shepherd provides good pasture. In Psalms 23, the sheep says of the shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters, and he restores my soul. So Jesus leads us to good pastures. You know, it doesn't say that Jesus led us through the valley of the shadow of death. He led us to pasture, good pastures. Sometimes we wandered off in those uh, valleys. But as a true parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, neighbor, co-worker, you know, we got to provide the real needs of those in our in our family. You know, so constantly, you know, we got to provide. You know, my kids always come up to me, Dad, I need this, I need that. It's like, well, what do you need it for? Yeah, I'm going to check them first, make sure it's legit. You know, I need 20 bucks. Okay, for what? I'm not just going to give it to you. So, you know, I got to, because I want to provide for them, you know, so I've, I got to give them that provision. Um, but, you know, so they're going to do that. Grandparents are going to act in a way that gives life to, to their children. So I want to give life to, to my children. And the next one, and this is a big one, sacrificial. Sacrificial. You know, so out of verses 11, 15, and even 17 and 18, we find five times where Jesus speaks about laying down his life for the sheep. So the good shepherd chooses personal sacrifice for welfare of his sheep. The good shepherd is the Lamb of God. Okay, this is what I you know, came up with. I text Pastor Rowe the other day this. I gave him a nugget when he was in L.A. I'm like, hey, the good shepherd is the Lamb of God who became the greatest sacrifice. So the shepherd, the Lamb of God, became the sacrifice for us and stuff. So the same is true for any parent. 
you know, we got to be willing to to lay down our our sacrifice for the benefit of our family. It's not about us; it's about leading our children. So often, so I remember, and I still mess with Christine every now and then. You know, uh, what was it? You know, and I'll be open. About five, six years ago, I think we were. I want to say four months behind our mortgage. This was because at that time I took a different position within the company. Didn't know why. I'm like, God, it's a pay cut. You know, I'm not getting overtime. I'm going into management, so I'm, you know, I'm losing overtime. I'm losing my commissions. But you know, just we felt peace that all right, you know, Lord, this is what you're saying. We're going to do it. Coming to find out, you know, a few months later, well, no, it took took about about a year because we got behind on mortgage because again with the pay cut. So probably about a year later, the call center shut down, but my position was saved because I stepped into a different piece of the the company. So the Lord's like, Greg, you know, you sacrifice your income to to secure your job, secure your future for your your kids, but during that. You know, this is where I mess with Christian all the time. I'm like, I had to sacrifice my truck. You know, I was, I was still, I still had a, a truck loan. And it's like, you know, what can we do to help out with the pay cut? And I'm like, I'm like I'll, I'll sacrifice my truck. You know, that's a couple hundred bucks a month plus the insurance. I'm like, we'll go down to one vehicle. We'll sacrifice for a little bit. So every now and then I'll, you know, put a thorn in her side. Like, it's time I get a truck. I think it's time. <laughs> So if you see her, just help me out here, guys. <laughs> but so we got uh, the next step I want to step into is invested. So it's funny, you know, we sacrificed. Now we're becoming invested. So the shepherd has a personal stake in the well-being of the sheep. A higher hand will abandon them, as we read in the scripture, because he doesn't care about the sheep. For him, it's only a job. So when the tough gets, when the going gets tough, he's out. But the shepherd is there, invested throughout. Um, so to kind of piggyback off. That, you know, I've seen in church several times where someone hit rock bottom, and who we thought was a shepherd. And I've heard different stories, so it's not a jab at anyone per se, as far as a pastor. But I've seen heard many examples of they felt abandoned during that time. They felt that, where's my shepherd? You know, I'm going through this hard time. You know, I'm struggling with, you know, drugs or I'm struggling with pornography. I'm struggling with whatever. Where is the shepherd at to help me? You know, so I, so sometimes I wonder if that shepherd that we thought was a shepherd was just only a hired hand. Tough, going got tough and he fleed. It's like, I, you know, I can't be part of that. You know, that's my image and I got to, you know, step away. So... It is true with any parent, any true parent, grandparent, that we have to be personally invested in our family. I've seen uh, friends, coworkers, where they would tell me that my kid's going through this. I kicked them out, and I don't want nothing to do with them. Why? We got to be invested because when that lamb, that sheep, calls out for their parent, we got to know that voice so we can go back and tend to them, pick them up, embrace them by their, and put them close to our heart. But I've seen so many times where we, as parents or grandparents, we don't understand or don't believe what they're doing, so we kind of push them away. But we have got to be invested. Yes, you're going through this. I'm going to be right here with you. I may not agree with you, but I'm right here with you. 
So that way, when you do call my name, I'm going to scoop you up and hold you close to my heart. There is no condemnation. You come back. So piggyback off the invested is now um, the relational piece where Jesus says, I know my sheep and they know me. Um, So that's coming out of verse 14. So a, a true parent, grandparent, takes the time and energy to build solid and genuine relationships with with their children, with their grandchildren, with those those led or known and treated as an image of God. So our children are an image of God, and we have got to not only just be invested, but we got to be relational with them, which is what I love when we start coming to the gathering place, hearing that, doing life together. And doing life together, seeing that lived out in a healthy way has been just Phenomenal, and it's challenged me to be more relational with my children. Um, I remember before I was a, a yes sir in the church. Whatever you need, sir. Yes, sir. I got got you, sir. And I sacrificed my time with my children over that. And coming here, you know, hearing Pastor Rose like, you do you, you do your family. It's like you know, this is this is next, you know, whatever. Because you know, he's like, hey, can you lead? Uh, Bible studies like I man Bailey has this or Caleb has this like go where before it's like I'll do it see you later family so seeing this has really now as I'm going through this the Lord is even challenging even more to be relational with my children all right and the next piece visionary Jesus had a vision of the future and lived for the fulfillment of that vision in this case, it was increasing the size of his flock, those who would become his genuine followers. So where we see where in that scripture where Jesus said that there's other flocks out there that he has to attend to. And so as a true parent, grandparent, we have a clear vision for the future, and we have to live towards it. There are a few qualities we can learn from the good shepherd to become a better parent or grandparent. So again, just to kind of touch base on that again. We have to set boundaries for for our, our loved ones. It, it can get challenging, you know, as kids get older or, you know, myself, my kids were, my older two were in a, from a previous divorce where, you know, they could do whatever they want here. And over here, it's like, I got boundaries. So it caused the kids to test it a little bit more. Like, I get away with this here. What can I get away here? So I know we're seeing that a lot in uh, families and households where there's the, the split families. So those boundaries can become tough, but we have to set those boundaries. Because if we don't, then it destroys the relationship. We have to set the example. You know, do as I say and as I do. So, and there's been times where, you know, with my kids, I would tell them not to do something and, they caught me like, Dad, you told me not to do that. Why are you doing it? It's like, yep, you got me. You're right. You know, part of it was, well, I'm older, so I can I can do this. But, you know, you know the, the, as you've set those boundaries for your kids and set the examples, they're going to call you out. And that's what we need, you know, to say, man, you got me. All right, yeah, let's, let's move forward. We got to be trustworthy. But the good shepherd knows because they know his voice. So we have got to know the voice. And again, we got to 
cultivate that deep sense of trust within our children, within those who, who we love. We've got to have that provision for our family. We got to live a sacrificial life. Because I can't imagine right now with, you know, for example, Dane and Blaine, uh, Blaine and Daniela, that's going to be a lot of sacrifices coming up that you guys are going to have to make <laughs> and stuff. And even for Pastor Roe and Pastor Megan, sacrifices, you know, so, but I know you guys are going to live it out. And, and your child is going to see that. And they're going to see it because you guys will be invested in that child. And stuff. So that's the next point, invested. Then we got the relational and then the visionary. So I knew coming into this, this was going to be hard. I when was worshiping, I looked around, I'm like, oh my gosh, this congregation is full. <laughs> then I got thinking, it's like, why is it that Pastor Ray reaches out to me, Father's Day and then Pastor Appreciation? I'm like, man. Two of the biggest days that, you know, I've been here so far, and i got to hit this up. But, but I knew the Lord is stretching me, as I mentioned when I was praying for over Pastor Roman Megan. This is a stretching point. You know, I've always dealt with uh, kids or youth. So to actually stand up here and deliver a message to you guys is stretching me. And that's where it comes in as Pastor Roman, Pastor Megan, being the shepherd of this church. They're invested in me. They're, they're setting that provision, and they're trust, trusting me. So as I kind of went based, you know, talking about, you know, we got to know Jesus because he is our cornerstone, as we've been talk, preaching over these last several weeks. So, again, where Jesus is the good shepherd, where Pastor Roe and Megan is the shepherd of the church, we are the shepherd of our homes. So as I was, as I was praying, it's like, Lord, I'm like, how can I bring this to an end? And he just reminded me, again, of my, my nugget I gave Pastor Rowe, the good shepherd who as a lamb of God became the greatest sacrifice. So there are, there are, some, there are some in here, and I prayed over this, and again, this is why I think the Lord was just, I mean, the, this enemy was fighting me. Because I feel that there are just some in here who have either they're lost because they've never been in to the pen with the good shepherd, or they've got out because we left the window open or we left the gate open. And now the sheep, you have gone out and you're wandering. You're wandering like, man, I just did, just took one step out, but now I'm like 20 steps away. So because you're wandering, I got some encouragement for you, though. The Lord knows your voice. All you got to do is call out to the Lord and he will hear your voice, and he will come to you and say, I got you. I'm holding you to my heart. You know, this, I'm not here to, to beat you up, condemn you, because you took, you walked away. I got you. You called my name. I'm going to pick you up and love you. And then maybe there are some of you who just, you know, Broke out of the pen, you know, so some of you were lost, never experienced the good shepherd, but some of you may just be out of the pen. Life has hit you hard. You think you messed up so much and you can't come back. But if you just get in the quiet place and just listen for the voice of the good shepherd, you will hear him. And, and all you have to do is call on him and say, here I am. 
and he will come pick you up. The uh, other point I want to drive home, because, again, I was really touching on the, um, the parents, grandparents, is maybe you have a lost or wandering child, lost or wandering family member, you know, lost, wandering neighbor or close co-worker. Now, all you have to do is call their name out, and the good shepherd will hear their name and start to bring conviction to their heart where they may be. So, I mean, so that's my, my altar call. You know, I want to, you know, those who feel that they're wandering or they've been lost this whole time, I want to encourage you to come up. So myself, Pastor Rowe, Minister Blaine, so we can pray for you guys. And the other thing is to encourage you parents, grandparents, those who have lost children, lost grandchildren, come up here and call their name out. Let us pray with you over your lost children or grandchildren and stuff. So that's, that's my uh, message today. Yeah, so I just uh, encourage you guys just call out to Jesus and call out your loved ones and stuff. So, yeah, so I just encourage you just to come. And I'm going to go ahead and close in prayer real quick. And please come, and we'll pray with you guys. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are the good shepherd. I thank you, Lord, that 15, 16 years ago when I called your name, you were there and you picked me up. And, Lord, the many times I broke out of the pen and wondered when I called back out to you, Lord, you came and scooped me up and held me close to your heart. I thank you, Father God. And Lord, I pray, Lord, over this congregation, Lord, those who may be lost or wandering, I pray, Lord, that they will call out to your name because you know their voice and that you will come and meet them where they are. You will scoop them up, embrace them close to your heart so they can hear your heartbeat. Lord, I pray, Lord, for our family members, those who have or who are lost or even wandered away from you, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father God, that that they will come to a place where they need you and that they realize that no matter how bad they messed up, all they have to do is call in the name of Jesus and you will be there. Lord, so I encourage you know the congregation as we close today, Lord, just to come up and just pray for their lost family members. Call them out by name, Lord, so you hear them. And I just pray, Lord, that your spirit will go out among and bring conviction to your, your people, your children, so we can bring them back to the herd. Because, Father God, you leave the 99 to go after the one. So, Father God, we release you to go after those who are lost. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you're, you're constantly going out, searching, listening for those who are calling upon you, Lord. So I thank you, Lord, and we just love you and just give you the praise and the honor that you deserve. 